level up your hunting game and join the cause. Help preserve small town Texas hunting culture and become a more successful hunter by learning the best ways to squeeze the most out of your budget and precious time out in the field. Welcome to the Feed Bandit Podcast. Here are your resident bandits, Richard Kinchlow and Jimmy Byrne. All right, so Argentina. 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 All right, did you see that video of, I don't know, it was probably a month or two ago, of the guy who had a gun pointed like point blank at the president's yes. face? Yes, And it like, yes. uh, it misfired? Yes. Dude, can you imagine if that had not happened and that was on video? Well, boy, absolutely. And you know what's what's crazy is that that was uh, we got home, we got home uh, like a week before that. So it, it was nuts, and they were actually talking about like. But it's funny they they talk about the collapse of their currency. They talk about the collapse of their currency, like like we talk about you know. Uh, missing to take out recycling one day. It's like, you know, oh, like, yeah. oh no big deal. That's, you know, like every 10 years. <laughs> that's, that, that's exactly <laughs> what the guy said. And of course, you know, everybody's like, oh God, how can you deal with these? Like, you know, it's easy. You just don't have any of your, you just, you just don't have any money in Argent, Argentine currency. It's right. pretty simple that way. I was like, yeah, like, I guess that's true. I well, that's you know, <clears throat> If and when that ever happens here, we're going to be in really bad shape because no one here has really exper- has experienced that or knows what to do more or right. less. You know, right. so it's just going to be worse here. They're going to look right. at us, and be like, "Oh, look at what's, what's wrong with these guys?" Oh, well, well, well. Look what happened. <laughs> well, I mean, and I've I've talked about that, and, and that's why I I think you know having Rancho Bandito is is so important because you know. What, what is the one thing besides gold that has always been used as a form of currency throughout the history of time? Well, uh, like, or a store of wealth. Uh, yeah, just land. You know, no, having fur. <laughs> yes, Are you going to start trapping? Absolutely. Oh, my. Oh, yes. So so that that's the goal. In fact, I might get started because... Uh, Doctors say I got a bit of a weight problem. It's going to take quite a few furs to, uh, you know, to cover me, even in the office, you know, even in the season when you wear shorts. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, it'd be great. Start trading pelts, you know, it's like the, yeah, you go to, you go to Walmart, like, okay, that, that'll be $225, please. Okay. And I'm digging in my basket and that, that's one bobcat pelt. And right. <laughs> Uh, I guess we got to get this one started. If these folks are wondering, you know, what the hell are oh, we talking yeah, about? <laughs> Yeah, well, hi folks. Welcome back to the Feed Bandit podcast. Jimmy here, along with Corn Bandit uh, Richard. What's going on? Hello. Hi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I mean, it's just we're we're always sorry. Life is life is life, folks. And uh, but here we are. Here we are. We're we're doing our best. Uh, I think we're, we're actually. I think I think we're doing better than we did last year. Last season was was crazy. Of course, this hunting season has been crazy as well, but it's, uh, I think we're recording a little bit more. Is it raining down there with y'all? God, I wish it did this morning. Okay. There's a big line that's coming through one of those from like, talk about diverting the topic. My God, like from Canada all the way to Mexico. Oh, good. One of them, they're Bitcoin. Anyways, it's starting to pour out here. So 
you know, oh. perfect timing when we start this. Well, what that means is it'll it'll come down here and it'll ru- it'll rain in New Braunfels, but it won't rain at my house. That's how it always right. works. Right. It's absolutely right. amazing. But anyway. No. Yeah, so the folks heard us uh, talking about currency collapse in Argentina. Mm-hmm. I guess that's yeah. a good segue into, I guess, what we promised in the last podcast or two, yes. a recap of uh, your trip down south, the yes, southern sir. hemisphere. So uh, take it away. Yeah, yeah, no. So we went... Uh, we, we went to Argentina. So for my, my 40th birthday, my dad says, you know, what do you, what do you want to do for your 40th birthday? Mind you, this was in 2020. Okay. So I, I March, 2020, I, I was turning 40. And uh, of course that's when the Contra virus was out and everything was all screwy. Uh, and, and boy, you, you think we were affected here. It's something we'll, we, we can hit on later hearing these stories uh, about COVID in uh, Argentina was was incredible. Um, they they actually quote unquote pride themselves on being like ninety five percent vaccinated, which which was crazy. And the reason why they all did it is because the government took such horrible measures and, and basically shut down the entire country, you, you know, for for you know effectively a year and a half. Uh, you know, to whatever reason, you know, of course, tourism and agriculture is their big thing. So, you know, if, if you're in, if you're in the, the tourism business and you can't have terrorists, well, you're, you're too, too down luck there, buddy. T- terrorists. Um, terrorists. Yeah. Terrorists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that's what we were. Yeah. So um, it was, it was, they were in really bad shape for a while there. So that, that was kind of interesting here from, but Anyway, we we finally we finally 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 made it down there. Uh, things had changed uh, as far as you know travel and you know uh, uh, you know how you get there, what you do compared to when you and I went in 2010. So uh, we'll, we'll we'll touch on that in a little bit. But uh, you know when when you when you search for you know Argentina and outfitters and all that, you know they're really they're really kind of. You know, it, it's tough to to go on the internet and say, "Yep, those are my guys." You know, because they all got great websites and they all, you know, they all look really nice. But you, you know, I, you know, it's kind of word of mouth. It's finding an outfitter is really the thing to do because, you know, a lot of the outfitters, you know, down there, um, you know, they're you know kind of mom and pop organizations and whatnot. And they got rights to all these fields and whatnot, but. You know, and people say, well, God, it's, it's Argentina. You know, there's, there's billions of dove everywhere. And, and that is true to a certain extent. But, um, you know, the dove down there, much like up here, you know, they, they do move around. Uh, in fact, I have a very interesting little piece on that, too, that that's still blows my mind. It doesn't make any sense what 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 they were saying. But um, and, and so the reason why I'm saying all this is going with a reputable outfitter, even if you pay a little bit more, is, is by far the way to go. Uh, we ended up going with miles and miles outfitters again, the same folks that we went with back in 2010, uh, and, and it was it was phenomenal. I mean, the, the, the bird hunting was was world class as it always has been, you know. And of course, uh, you know, kind of half of the fun is is the accommodations. You know, it's the place that you sleep in, it's the food that you eat, the wine that you drink, you know, and all those kinds of things. And as you remember, it was just, I mean, it was just awesome. So. Um, we had kind of planned, but we went with my dad and, um, you know, he, his, his 
son, or excuse me, his friends were, were having one of their friends and one of them invited their sons. And, you know, my dad said, Hey, listen, you know, you get the opportunity you can bring two of your friends that, you know, may not be able to do something like this, you know, for, for whatever reason. So I picked two buddies and, and, uh, you know, off we go two years later. So, um, it, it was just, uh, it was just an, an incredible adventure. Um, you know, the, the first day that, that we actually got to Cordoba, uh, you know, we actually had an afternoon hunt that, that evening, but, um, the forecast and mind you, this was in, this was in, you know, uh, August 18th, I think is when we, when we, well, we first got there, I think it was August 14th. So, you know, people are like, Oh, probably hard, hard. And you know what, but what you got to remember winter is, time, yeah. yeah, down there it's winter. <laughs> And so it, it, it is just wild, you know, sitting up here in, in Texas and, and, and packing pants, you know, and all that kind of stuff, uh, because you're just not used to it, you know. So naturally, I didn't pack pants because I'm looking at the I'm looking at the forecast going, oh, my God, are you kidding me? It was going to be like 65 degrees, you know, whatever. And I was like, you know, I'll throw a jacket in just, you know, I'm getting old, whatever, you know, no, no big deal. Oh, my God, am I so glad that I brought that jacket because the one thing I did not account for was the wind. Mm -hmm. uh, it was as windy as they said they've ever seen it down there. Wow. Um, so it, it was eerily similar to like being in Lubbock. Um, so, so I guess so if, it's, if, it, if you're in the Southern hemisphere, yeah. then the South wind would be like a North wind here, yeah. I would imagine. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it, it so coming was, out from Antarctica. Yeah. You know, oh God. And, and it was, it was something fierce. Now, you know, what's kind of crazy is that it really doesn't affect the birds. You know, it's not like, Oh, here, here comes a big migration. Well, no, there's already 20 billion in the area. So it really doesn't, it, it, it really doesn't affect them. But, but you, you, the point of that is you got to go prepared, you know, and look at those forecasts and, and, and kind of, you know, pack for, you know, packed to, to be able to, you know, to undress and whatnot. So that jacket really saved my butt. And I, I, I wasn't that cold, but again, I'm, I'm glad I had it. But the, the first, first day we were there, uh, and I think this is typical in a lot of places, you, you kind of build up to the, the, uh, the coup de gras, if you will, you know, the, the, the really good final shoot. Um, at least that's, that was kind of my experience, my dad's experience as well. And he's been with miles and miles a couple of times now and a couple other outfitters. Uh, but the first day we were there, um, we got really drunk. I mean, really, really, really drunk. Uh, cause the, you know, the guys were like, listen, we're here, you know, do you want to head out to the field and hunt or do you just want to go to the lodge and, and hang out? And it, it was cra It was unanimous. Nah, let's go to the lodge. Let's go, let's go hang out. And so it was, it was, it was cool and it was, it was great. It kind of reminded me of like opening weekend, you know, at the, at Rancho Bandito when we're, you know, we're all out there enjoying cocktails and cigars. I mean, God, it was, it was, it was so nice. Well, so the problem is, is that, you know, again, we were all worked up, you know, it's like we were 21 again, you know, so we really, <laughs> we really overdid ourselves. Yep. Um, our, our, our buddy Matt and I, uh, we were probably the biggest victims. Uh, he and I, we did it ourselves. We drank an entire bottle of Jameson. Um, they have they have wine goblets out there that are you know. And of course, this doesn't do it justice. It is basically like a like a like a tennis. Basically, take three tennis ball cans 
and put it together on a stem. And that's what it is. And so even with somebody as big as me holding it, you're like, I mean, it, it's, it's like, you're like, I don't know. It, it's it's otherworldly, you know, well, you could put an entire bottle of wine in one glass, uh, which was, I had no idea, but I tried it and it, it worked. So um, the, the next morning we were both hung over, oh, yeah. very similar to the way it oh, was. Yeah. And we're, of course, we're on that van. And it's Wait, well, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold no. on. Did the guy in the tuxedo no. wake you up or anything? No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, so what Jimmy's alluding to is that, you know, at all the lodges, um, in fact, so he works for, he works for the big game lodge. So he works for, um, he works for Dickey. So okay. he, that guy, the good morning. Yeah. He. <laughs> Opening he actually, the doorbell. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He actually works for um, the, the miles and miles, two brothers. Uh, Nick is who we were with, runs kind of the bird operation, uh, dove and pigeon and, and some duck. And then his brother, Dickie, runs the big game. So red stag, uh, uh, red stag, ducks, and a couple other things in, um, uh, in Argentina, but also in Patagonia, uh, which is, which is really, really cool. So, uh, but yeah, so they have a butler and he kind of takes care of you. So, but we, we did not have that guy, but, um, we, we did get woken up. So it was kind of funny because that this, this lodge that we're at, they've got dogs everywhere, you know, and they're always very, very friendly. Uh, you know, there was a couple of them that were like ex bird dogs that, that didn't make the cut. So they just, they just let them hang around the house. So I woke up the, the first morning of the hunt. And, you know, I got my, my traveling sleep machine on, which just, it, I can't even imagine the numbers on my phone were probably like, oh my God, this guy's dead. You know, th- this machine, you've had 65 events. I had the heartburn and I was, you know, just miserable. Well, I woke up. Did you up, fix it? Did you figure out how? To... I, I did. Yes, I okay, did. After, good. after you and I talked like a month yeah. ago. Yeah. yeah and it, it's great now. It's fantastic. Such an but no, so I, I I woke up the first morning again, hung over, and I w- I opened up my eyes and I'm like, oh my god, what the hell is that? And <laughs> there's, there's, a a dog, there's a dog in my bed. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, I know exactly what happened. Oh uh, yeah, come on, yeah. Yo, oh big time, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so, anyways, I wake up and there's this little scruffy dog. It's probably got mange and fleas. Oh god. He's got his, his, what woke me up is my oxygen was going down because he had his paw on my seatbelt. I just, I just, I laughed my ass off. Anyways, then I was up and at him and, uh, and, and, and still drunk. But that, that first morning we went out to a, a kind of a farm area. And in, well, hold on, hold on. The, you, yeah. you can't skip over I, if it was anything like when we went, you know, 10 years ago or whatever. 12 years ago yeah that first drive in the van when they pile yes. everyone in there yeah, into that tough. van it was tough oh my god clinching the yeah. jaw oh it was, it was throw it, up it, it was yes it was tough and so i was in the back and it was real quiet you know and it's just you hear this you know hear like everybody kind of like you know just kind of like burping in their hands and matt matt actually fell asleep he was he was it was asleep Wow. And of course, I think Trav was trying to rip ass to make us throw up. And it was, it was, it was full on, you know. But when, when we when we got out to the field finally, uh, it, it, it's it's just crazy because it, it it's just it, it's a it's a it's a massive field and it's got 
you know, it's got the tree lines in the middle of it, you know, and it's just, it's all plowed, you know, it's, it's just plowed. Uh, there's no crops, there's no crops in there. There's nothing. And there's a little farm area where there's a house and a, and a barn, you know, there's literally no food, no water, nothing there. It is just your typical. And, and this, I should have mentioned this in Argentina, you know, a lot of the shooting you do is, is pass shooting, you know, so you're intercepting them. So, so these guides, uh, and the guides are, it's a whole different story. Uh, these guides literally spend hours out there on these fields, watching these birds and patterning them and kind of understanding where they're going. So, you know, we got out to the, to the field and they, and they drop you off. And so, you know, my, my first, my first experience was, was in the corner of this field. I'm just facing the wind and, oh my God. I mean, I, I was blue. I mean, I was, I was cold. I uh, was shooting a Benelli this time, which was kind of fun. I had never shot a Benelli before. You know, my, my, my dad brought up something kind of interesting. He, he asked if I was having issues with the trigger. And you know, I was like, I, I, uh, we, were th- we were just talking about this a couple, couple of days ago. And I'm like, you know, I, I don't remember. And he seems to think the trigger, the trigger was a little sticky. You know, and I don't know if it was just that it was been shot 10 billion times or, you know, what, what exactly uh, it was. But the, the gun fired fine to me. Um, but, uh, we ended up, we ended up doing okay in the morning. I, and they actually ended up moving me twice. So I, I don't think you and I, when we were there, we ever moved. Uh, but here they were real quick to they'll like, they'll, and then the van, you know, van shows up and then we're out of there. So, um, I guess, so on, that was Tuesday. Um, I ended up shooting 13 boxes and 188 dove, which I was the most accurate shooter that day. And I also shot the least amount, but still pretty, you know, 188 dove, pretty, pretty terrible for Argentina. Now, yeah. I think, I think the other guys end up getting like in the four or 500 still, I mean, it's just an absolute hoop, you know, ball. Uh, and again, in Argentina, you've got about five different types of species. The, 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 the one that we were primarily going after was like the uh, the tufted ear dove, okay, and, and and basically to kind of put in comparison for you, take take a smaller morning dove, and that's basically what they were like. Um, so we ended up shooting a couple of parrots that day. I did not shoot a parrot this trip. I did get several pigeons, which God in mercy is so much fun because there's just poof, you know, just feathers everywhere, you know. Um, but that was that was really that was really kind of day one. Day one was. You know, it was fun, but 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 kind of uneventful. Um, day two, did they have the asado? Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So the cots out there. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, no, God, yeah, I totally forgot that. So again, we were all so hungover and just so <laughs> so miserable. Uh, one of the guys that was with us, one of the guys that was with us, um, he 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 overserved himself about thirty times over. I mean, that he, lunch. No, no. Well, he, uh, yeah, he did at night. lunch, but, 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 but that the night before. And mm-hmm. so uh, his buddy was recounting a story about how he was sitting with his bird boy. And then uh, his guy leans over to him and is like, is that your friend? <laughs> pointing, pointing to his buddy. And all you, all you can see is his white ass. It's taking a field up. <laughs> Yeah, just out in the middle of this field, you know, and they're just because he's, you know, oh, God, and we, we just, they were, he told the story at lunch, and we were just, we were just dying. Oh, so funny, but, 
anyway, the, the wind was still howling. It was it was awful. So they I had to up- stop you. Remember the uh, after that was it the first day when you and I went? Yeah. I think it was after that first day when you drank again, yeah. or first time you drank a whole bottle of scotch. Mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. and God knows what I drank. Oh yeah, but remember, yeah. remember the gas. <laughs> Oh, it was terrible. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I didn't sleep at all, but I couldn't stop. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. On fire. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, by by, like your fourth day there, it's just like all meat and oh, it was, it was, it was incredible. But yeah, so, so they they set up. They they have a they have they you know they they set up this nice tent. Uh, and you've got wine and, and they, they grill all the stuff. And, and I've actually got a video. Huh, I'm way behind, but I took a lot of good video of all the meat and stuff and how they set it up. So that's going to be, eventually that'll be on our YouTube page, but um, you know, they, they, they serve you different, you know, kind of sausage. And then of course, a ton of beef and wine and salad and bread uh, and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I did not partake in any of the alcohol uh but but the second i had i think i had like one piece of beef was like oh my god i mean it just it just hit me i mean it hit me like a train and i'm like and it was one of those like well it's gonna happen this is absolutely gonna happen so you know we were again on the corner of this this little field and so i'm like you know um el el baño paper you know like toilet paper i'm like yes thank you god yes you know so i'm doing the penguin across this field and uh, what was, what was real funny about this is that I, again, I'm in a little hedgerow, you know, I mean, I felt like I was, you know, like in France, just breaking out of Normandy, it's literally field, hedgerow, field. Uh, and I actually found this, this hole in the ground and clearly it was some animal and just dug it out. So, oh, no. uh, oh yeah, just, just, just destroyed it. It was, it was so fun. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It was, it was, it was a lot of fun. So. Uh, felt much better and then the shot a little bit better. So that was good. Um, get, had a great dinner, great dinner. I think, I think that night we had uh, one night we had like ravioli. Those are really good as well. Obviously the wine is, is awesome as well, but the, uh, the, the second day things really started to pick up and, and the second day, you know, the wind had taken such a toll on us, toll on us the day before that, they actually moved us down into a river bottom. Okay. Now what's crazy about this is that this is a legit freaking river, river bottom. Okay. Like you can see, you can see you know, when, when it, when there's a flash flood and it really fills up and whatnot. And, and the guides had broken off that some of them had broken off the afternoon, went and scouted this and they went in there with machetes and actually cut out areas for us to hunt. I mean, it was, wow. it was crazy. Um, and so we were, we were effectively hunting over a river. Now, none of us ever saw any water, but again, we're just doing our, our, our pass shooting. Um, and then that day it was, it was a hell of a lot better. I, I think that fact, Matt and Trav both, uh, Matt had 1200, no, Matt had 1500 that day. And, uh, in fact, I think, but actually all the guys ended up getting there except for me and dad um they all hit the the over a thousand birds on that day what was really really cool is when we were walking down there we ran to a, a cougar carcass too oh wow uh, which was really kind of crazy and it kind of makes you think my god i mean it was so thick down there you can only oh, you can only imagine you know i was watching only 
<laughs> oh, 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 yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and that was also the place where a a, a new dove hunter and a a, a, a fellow bandit uh, guy we were with named named Jay, he actually shot his first thousand dove down there as well. So, and, and what's really cool about that is that. You know, Jay, he's a real, he's an accomplished, you know, sports guy. He's been, he's only been doing it for a couple of years, but he's a, he's a real student of the game, you know, which is, which is really cool and really rewarding for him to get out there and not really have any experience dove hunting whatsoever, you know, and to go out there and just get it, you know, the, the leading and all kind of stuff. Um, and that brings me into another thing. The, the wind was so bad that I think it was Jay's bird boy that was telling him, you know, you need to put, at least one length of a gun in between the end of your gun and the bird. Well, wow. <laughs> so that, that is lead that I, I've never seen anything like that before. I mean, yeah, you know, and um, I start, I started trying it and sure as hell, I started knocking them down, you know, but wow. I just, I, I, I guess, you know, and in Lubbock, we had hunted and win like that, but I just don't remember. Maybe and I, I'll tell you the other thing, they were held a lot closer in Lubbock. You know, that that was the one thing about this trip. The big difference besides the wind was just the fact that the birds were so far away. Um, I remember remember when you and I were hunting the, the Alamo and they, they were just coming right at us. Oh, yeah. Pouring into us. And we remember you it were raining. The one where when, I, when I was killing them, they were landing around you. Land on top of me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we didn't. And that's kind of what I was expecting. But all this stuff that we have was just past you, you know. Um, and so anyways, I started trying it kind of off of his recommendation. He was right. I mean, it, it was absolutely crazy. So, so everybody started shooting a lot better. Um, the second day, myself included, I got some pretty good video. So on Wednesday I shot 640. Uh, that's funny. I, I don't seem to have a record of the, the shells I shot. I probably shot, you know, maybe, maybe a box or two, uh, yeah. but 640 dove on, on Wednesday. So again, not all, not, not all that terrible. Um, going to the next day. So the next day, Thursday, our last full day. And again, they, they, tr again, as we've always said, they, they, they try on Thursday, they really tried to make it kind of the, the coup de gras, you know, the, the good play that they kind of saved the best place for last. And, um, so we were actually now hunting on the outside of the river, but what made this area so, so cool is that we were on the rim of this river. And when I say rim, I'm talking like the river, which again, you couldn't see, but the river bed was 30 or 40 feet down. So we were literally kind of like almost in like little, little, you know, just on the side of this mountain, you know? And it was fun because I had Matt next to me and he was stealing all my birds and screaming at me. Mind you, he had already killed, he had already killed his thousand. So he, he looks at me, he goes, you know what? I'm just going to sit next to you and shoot all your birds just to make you, like, you know, bring it on, bitch. Let's roll. I'm ready. Uh, so, you know, I, I have my game face on, you know, I'm like, all right, I, I, I'm running out of time here. I mean, I, here I am, you know, I've been doing this besides dad, I've been doing this the longest. I gotta, I gotta step it up here. Uh, so, you know, we, we, what, what made this area so, so cool is that you were just, again, looking over this canyon and, and they, again, they were farther shots, but you were shooting over this canyon, you know, um, and you just see him hit the, hit the, the floor, you know, you can see the other guy, they're kind of just, just, just carcasses everywhere. I mean, it was, again, it was just so, 
so crazy. I had some that were coming over here, and, and that's what's crazy. My bird boy actually said he had never seen anybody, uh, which I was like, hey, good, good for me, because I had not shoot very well. He, he, the whole trip, he said he had never seen anybody that could shoot over my head like this, uh, anybody like me. He basically told one of the other guys who speak better English, he goes, he, he, may, he missed all the easy shots and made all the hard <laughs> shots. I, I appreciate that, buddy. Um, but going into lunch, you know, I was, I was feeling pretty good. I was like at 600, you know, and, um, I, you know, I, I was, I was feeling good. Of course, you know, our, our two buddies, Trav and Matt, you know, they, they were sitting at like 500, they, they were just playing around. And of course they were, they were drinking some beer, you know, so I, I knew what was coming. I knew, I knew the pressure was going to be on. Well, dad rolls in and uh, dad's sitting at like 998. Wow. I'm like, holy God. Yeah. I'm like, and I was like, listen, I mean, that's, I mean, dad's a great shot. You know, he's, he's a really good shot. But Jesus. You know, where were, where were you sitting where you had them? He's like, Oh, they were just coming right at me. Anyway, we ended up, we ended up switching spots. So dad, dad went to another spot, but we were still within, you know, we're 15 yards away. And then I went to where dad was. And that's when it got completely and totally Western. Uh, I mean, they and what and what the difference was at this, they were flying down this canyon. It kind of reminded me of uh, what, what's that? What's that on Star Wars when they're, you know, uh, farm up and attack position? Yeah the, yeah, the canyon run. Right. The canyon run. Yes. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It, it reminded me of that, but no nerdisms, you know. <laughs> and, but by this time, you know, the, the dove were kind of banking out like this, you know. So they were literally just kind of, they take that, they turn that corner like, oh shit, you know, <laughs> pow, pow. Well, so here I am, I'm on a roll, I'm feeling confident. And then I, I listen in the distance, I'm like, oh God, oh God, here they come. And, and both Travis and Matt and their bird boys and my dad come around the corner. And it was just constant hunter harassment after that. Um, of course, I had Matt trying to film for me. He was dropping all kinds of bad language. How do you get this thing to work? <laughs> so the video is actually quite funny. Um, and then, so, so you know, one of my one of my traditions is with my clothing. Uh, yeah, I, I don't like to waste clothes. There's no point. You know, it drives me nuts when somebody's like, "Oh, this this pair of jeans, I can't wear them in the city anymore, so I'll discard them." Well, what, what are you doing? Don't don't discard them reuse them so when i blow out a pair of khakis typically in the ass or in the you know typically in the butt the scratch thing they bust a little bit i will sew them up with fishing line cut the pants off and i make them into shorts phenomenal so i wore i wore a pair of those out to the field and so matt has a tradition always has it's a bad one that every time he sees that he take he likes to rip the clothes off me matt's very strong and those clothes I have are typically very old. And the fabric's very rippable. So all it takes is one foul swoop. And he's going to rip things clean off. Me. So um, he waited until I had handed my gun over. And he came up beside me and basically tore off the complete backside of my pants. Uh, so you can see my ass uh, in my underwear, you know, and, and, and the, the stuff's cut, you know, the stuff they dangling loose. Oh, oh, yeah. So I'm like tripping over it. So I go, okay, can you please like make it into a skirt or something? So he goes, oh, of course, of course. And the whole time he's speaking Spanish. 
to all the, the bird boys and they're dying. They're loving it. And he was telling them that I was the president and CEO of Vagisil. And that's why I was shooting so poorly and, and all kinds of fun things. And they loved it. They thought it was the funniest shit ever. So he ends up getting a pocket knife and ends up cutting out the complete back of my pants. So I had to sit there and finish my thousand birds with, with like, literally, it's like I'm wearing an apron. <laughs> um, but we ended up getting it they had a great time drank a lot of beer and uh that was that was that was fun did that you drink fun. any uh kime you know what's funny is they did not have any what? uh which i found so would just blown away they had a beer from cordoba uh and it was fantastic it was absolutely it was awesome and it was kind of funny because <laughs> It, uh, it, the only size they had available was like the foster size. It was huge. Nice. Absolutely enormous. But God, they were great. And it was so funny because, you know, like when, when you like when you look at the, the can that you buy over here, they're nice and pretty, you know, and but, but these cans, they look like they had been in a toolbox. You know how they're all like like dense scratch and stuff. <laughs> like what, what the hell? I mean, was this real? Yeah, we, we could. Anyway, but it was it was great beer. <laughs> Yeah, they they brew good beer down there. They yeah, they that. they really did. They really did. I I, I tell you, if the, I ever see Kime or anything like that in, in a store, I was buying. Oh yeah, <clears throat> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and I was asking him like, "Y'all have that beer?" Begins the queue. He's like, "Oh yeah, Kime, Kime." He's like, "No, no, I don't have it here." I'm like, "Oh, okay." Um, <laughs> yeah, but we we drank that that uh, Cordoba stuff, and it was it was really cool. You know, one of the the couple of the the things that you know, that, that I thought was really, really, really neat uh, that, that had nothing really to do with hunting was we met uh, Nick's dad. Okay. So Nick's dad is, he was born in, um, oh God, I guess 39, 1939. He's, they're from Argentina. So he, he had, of course he was still really young, but he, he, he was a wealth of knowledge when it came to Argentine history, which is fascinating. Uh, but, but, and, but he was also talking about, I asked him, had you had heard any, you know, have you heard any rumors about, you know, Hitler being over here? And he's like, oh, yes, yes, yes. And it was really fascinating to listen to him sit there and, and talk about this and, and just hmm. kind of the, the policies back then. And, um, and he said, yeah, he had heard about a bunch of high ranking Nazis, including Martin Bormann or Bormann that were over there. And um, but that was, you know, yeah. anyway, just kind of cool to hear that from an actual Argentine right. instead of the, uh, um, the, the the TV. But yeah. the uh, the the real cool thing, not the cool thing, but the the impact of covid. Uh, as I was saying, Argentina was was incredible, but the impact on the bird boys uh, was just incredible. So being a bird boy in Argentina is actually one of the better jobs that you can have. Uh, and the in, in in this little suburb of Cordoba, where we were, where this the, the hacienda is, um, you know, being a bird boy there is pays the same and you have better hours than the uh the highest paid like factory manager in uh like buenos aires it, it is incredible 
um, the, these guys, and he, he was telling us because at the, at the end, you know, we, we tip the verb boys and they go down to kind of where the little armory is where all the, keep all the shells. Uh, and then down where the, uh, then they clean all the guns and they were hooping and hollering and, and yelling and Ariba Ariba. I mean, it was, it was great, you know, cause these guys <laughs> have just gotten 300, $300 each, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and Nick was like, oh yeah, they're, they're the, the richest people in town. He, he says that, that Americans, primarily Texans and, and some Europeans have, have changed the socioeconomical uh, outcome of all these little towns because of these $300 tips. Wow. It was absolutely amazing. And so, of course, he said that, you know, when COVID hit, he had to basically tell everybody, guys, listen, we, we don't, you know, I, I, I can't employ you. I have nothing. So they started doing, you know, they, they took the lodge and made into a B&B just to kind of get by. Um, I mean, it was, he, he had some, some, some pretty scary stories. It was, it was, it was sad, but one of the, the, the most fascinating stories he told, um, and, I, and I just don't understand it, was the uh, was what happened. Is this the one you alluded to at the beginning? Yes, the yes, okay. yes. I was going to remind you of that if you didn't. Yes, back yes, yes. <laughs> this, this is the story of the dove during the pandemic. They left. There, they, there were no dove on in any of his areas, zero. And, and he said when he, he, you know, they would go out there and, and try to hunt and, and they may, they maybe would shoot, you know, 15, 20. Really? They were all gone. All of them. Nothing was there. And, and, and we were all just kind of like staring at him like this, like, what? How is this possible? <laughs> But he said when they stopped bringing hunters out there, they all left. They all left. And yeah, that's, a lot sounds, is that's so, counterintuitive. It, 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 <laughs> and, and well, just, just wait till I get done telling this. Uh, and so, so Miles and Miles is one of the top, you know, there's, there's, there's top five big outfits and they're in there. And they talked to a lot of the other outfits and the majority of the other outfits were saying the same thing. And I said, well, you know, and here I am trying to, you know, whatever. I'm like, well, clearly, you know, the reason why is because at that time they had changed, you know, agricultural practices, you know, maybe, uh, maybe cotton was, maybe cotton was big and grain sorghum wasn't. She's like, no, he goes, Richard, they changed nothing. Okay. Uh, They changed nothing. The dove disappeared. So when they brought their first group back, group back out, which would have been in January, I think of, no, actually, God, I think it was. This January, maybe? November of 2021, if you can believe it. They were shut down that long. November of 2021, they, they had that, that was the first, that was the first Argentine hunt they had. And then it just got better and better and better. And, and now it's back to where it was. Huh. And I said, well, Nick, Nick, it just doesn't make, it doesn't make sense. You know, it's just, this, there's nothing natural that, that makes, doesn't make sense like this. His theory, his theory, and you, you know, Nick, I mean, he's a phenomenal guy. 
And I don't think he's, he's not, I don't think he's superstitious or anything, nothing like me. You know, we didn't get to talk about Bigfoot of Argentina. They probably, didn't <laughs> but uh, his theory was that they, the dove, know that they are so overpopulated and, and that their environment there, their habitat there is so conducive to just hordes and hordes and hordes of birds uh, that when the hunters left, they left to almost kind of preserve the area that, that they were in because they, they had this, they knew that they would basically eat out of house and home with no control over their numbers. And then when the hunters returned, it was almost, he said it was almost like, like a sacrifice that they, that they, they fly and it, it's just, it's just kind of, yeah, should happen. They, they sacrifice <clears throat> themselves for the greater good. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm not kidding you. I'm not kidding you. <clears throat> I'm like, Nick, you have a, you have a minute. I, I have a, let me give you a cat scan real quick. But he was serious. <laughs> he goes, Richard, I have talked over with all the major outfitters in the area. I, he goes, you tell me. <laughs> well, I, yeah, maybe, maybe that maybe I'll, dove are like uh, the Borg. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I will never, I'll never forget that. I mean, just fascinating to me. Fascinating. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah. Huh. Well, you know, yeah. I guess, uh, you know, uh, nature, yeah. nature finds a way to survive. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. I guess maybe that's true. They, but, you know, what I remember <clears throat> talking to them when we were down there was how they would say dove, you know, eat something like up to 40 or 50 percent of all the crops or something down right there yeah. and so yeah they want hunters to come down there and kill as many as possible but right. I, I tend to remember them saying saying like it's awesome but if even if you like brought 10 times as many hunters down mm-hmm. here it's it would only make still a little bit. right right i don't know man. right maybe that is just enough to tip the balance and right they realize i mean it it, 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 it I, I tell you the, the the real conundrum that they're in um and and you hear about like you know like the, the migration pattern in a lot of areas uh you know, in the u.s you know is fixated along these these areas where you've got these big where you got a lot of the, the grain cereal crops you know corn and migrant or uh, soy grim and whatnot like so i love it it's such a hot spot you know, because it's got all that kind of stuff. It, it kind of makes you wonder, God, if art, and I don't think it'll ever happen, but if, you know, Argentina goes, if, if they start to go away from, you know, agriculture and, and start to go to, I, I don't know, making wrenches, okay? And so they stop farming, you know. <laughs> well, what's that going to do? I mean, yeah. you're, 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 you're going to look at an overpopulation, and we're talking dogs and cats, and stay puff marshmallow. Campbell Conda, you know, you're looking at bad, bad stuff. That's a great movie. Which, by the way, I watched. Finally, watched that one, the um, the the new one, on the way home from Argentina. So, oh yeah, that's what pretty you good. Think? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it. I haven't watched it yet. I it, 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 I I like it. It was pretty good. Yeah, okay. it's pretty good. I mean, it ties in a lot of the old stuff. They all die. Spoiler alert. But but, but yeah. third best though. Oh, oh God, yes. Oh, okay. A- a- absolutely. <laughs> they 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 did it justice. Okay. Well, they did it justice. Yeah, it was fine. All right. Well, yeah, if I good. can find it, I'll watch it. Yes, so. do it. If you get if you got well, sounds like you're gonna have some uh 
Sounds like you're going to have some time after the kiddos go to bed. So uh, go, go run and watch it. It was good. Yeah. Well, I got to eat. I still got to eat dinner. Oh, wow. <laughs> you going to dinner? No, not yet. Not yet. Do it. Do it. So. Awesome. What else? Uh, any well, other, any other stores? From you know, there's a, there's a, yeah, I mean, we can. Oh, 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 did, uh, did they, are they still doing like the little ceremony thing with yeah. names on the boards yep. and yep. out the hats and all oh, that yeah. stuff? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So actually. Did you see our names from 12 right years there. ago? So uh, I saw, I think I, s- no, I did not because here's what happened. They ended up having to take the plaques down, and they because of this is gonna and they they didn't like it, but they were so desperate. I wouldn't say desperate for money, but some of the people who started using it as a BNB were like, "Why do you have all these plaques here? Why are you celebrating all this killing?" So so they took all the things off the wall, and they hadn't yet put them all back up. So unfortunately, ours was kind of buried, but. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, the the my my new uh, pl- uh, plaque thing is right here. That thing right there in the back. Okay, uh, it's pouring right now. Oof. Yeah, yeah so bastard. no, I know, I know, <laughs> I know, I know. But y'all got yeah. hats. Again. Yep, we got a hat too. Got my hat actually, right over here. Yeah, it actually fits me this time too. I don't know somewhere around here. The last one I had like on the last rung. I'm like, seriously, is this, is this made for infants? This this doesn't fit. Uh, yeah but it was great i I tell you what next time we'll do a uh since this one went went a little bit longer we'll do uh you know kind of tips and tricks to get there because things have changed and uh, you you really you you know you can you can do it yourself but again one of the benefits of going through an outfit like miles and miles getting to pay a little bit more is that they can really hook you up you know, they, they can literally pick you up in Buenos Aires because you can't fly to you can't fly to Chile anymore. Santiago, yeah, Ch- Chile, so, insane it's, it's with all the so great because well. the yeah the the um the Argentines hate the Chileans. <laughs> it's just, and it's really funny because they they say things that here in America oh oh you you oh you cannot say that you will offend somebody. <laughs> this Argentine is like no no they're just like they're like. Uh, you know, three foot five jungle people. You know, we, we don't like, like the cockroaches. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, we're howling. You know, I mean, it's just like, yeah, we just we call it how it is. You know, I'm like, you know what? I think that's what this country used to be. And we're not just, we're just, yeah, we're having fun, whatever. Right, right. Um, but no, yeah, we'll 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 talk about some of that because we did fly into Buenos Aires. We stayed the night. Uh, we took advantage of the exchange rate. Uh, you know, you, you got to know when to pay dollars, when to play, pay, when to pay, pay, when to pay pesos. Um, so yeah, it, it was, it was fun. We can talk about that too. All right, cool. Yeah. Well, and maybe in the next one, we can talk about deer hunting as well. Yeah. <laughs> Considering it is almost the end of October. So. Well, and yeah, and a little preview of that, you know, it's going to be a real interesting year this year. Um, you know, acorn crops are, are, are looking to be, despite the drought, are, are looking to be pretty decent. Uh, and, and, of course, we're getting a lot, most of the state, sorry, is getting a lot of pretty decent rain and really has the past couple of weeks. So that's really going to push 
uh, a lot of those Forbes up. But but even with that, I still think that feeder activity, unlike really the past, God, four or five years, I think feeder activity is going to be a hell of a lot better earlier on, despite the fact that we do have, we have a bumper crop of acorns and we are getting a lot of Forbes. Um, and the other thing that was really interesting, again, I, I've been to Rancho Bandito like three times, no, four, four times since September. Two of those times have been less than 24 hours, which sucks, but it is what it is. And going out for dove hunts, uh, even when it's been really, really warm, I saw a significant amount of deer movement at three o'clock in the afternoon was higher than hell. Okay, and that kind of tells me that they're out trying to, you know, trying to get their bellies full. Uh, that, and I think hunting over water, I, I think would actually be incredibly beneficial. I think those that have got a good supply of water uh, and got acorns and, you know, their place is not completely destroyed by overgrazing livestock, we'll have a, we'll have a good year. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Hopefully we, hopefully we hear some good reports from folks. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll see as we get into November Definitely. or December. Definitely. Definitely. Yep. It's all here. Right, cool. You got anything else? Oh, that's all I got, buddy. That's all I got. All right. Yeah. Well, thanks everybody for uh, listening. I hope you got some good laughs in. I did. I, <laughs> I needed that on some of those stories. Me too. A little. Uh, uh, good stuff. Brought back memories as well from our from our trip Absolutely. over a decade ago. So I know. <laughs> wow. God, we're getting old. All right. All right. Well, uh, stick around, folks, for the next one. Really appreciate it. Uh, go, if you haven't, go fill a feeder while you're at it. Check out your local feed store, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> all right. Talk to you all about the next one. Thanks for listening to the Feed Bandit Podcast. If you like what we discuss on the show, be sure to sign up to our email list to get even more killer hunting ideas, tips, tricks, and exclusive deals on innovative hunting gear and services delivered straight to your inbox. Sign up over at FeedBandit.com or simply by texting the word BANDIT to 33777. See you on the next one. And remember, support your local feed store.